Hi everybody, my name is Jose Geese and welcome to the first episode of Dining with the Mouse, a podcast where we review dining across Walt Disney World. During each episode, we will visit a different dining experience, whether that be a long-standing classic, a brand new venue, a seasonal favorite, or a one-of-a-kind experience. A little bit about me, I was raised in Miami, Florida, about three hours south of uh, Walt Disney World. As a lot of Florida residents do, I have visited the parks every year as far back as I can recall. As an adult, I was fortunate enough to work for Disney for several years, which made my annual trips grow exponentially. After leaving the company, I've continued visiting the parks as often as time permits. Because of all this, I've kind of developed a little bit of an aficionado status with most people that know me. Many friends have come for recommendations on where to stay, what to do, and as of late, specifically, where to dine. Feedback on my recommendations has generally been positive and has led to many of them saying the same thing. And Geese, or Jose, you should make a, a podcast about dining at Disney specifically. Um, my hope is that whether you are a first-time visitor or grizzled veteran of the theme parks, that I can otherwise guide you to a great dining experience during your stay. Disclaimer, I have no idea what I'm doing technically, and this will likely become apparent very quickly. Bear with me as we go on this adventure together. Each podcast, I will have a guest or two or three to help me paint a picture for you of our experiences. Well, without further ado, let's get into it, shall we? All right, so uh, I'm sitting here with my friend Kathy, who... Hi! <laughs> who uh, accompanied me on this last trek to Disney. And uh, like I mentioned before, uh, we were wanting to try a couple of different things we hadn't done before experience-wise, like not just do rides, but do a couple of tours and other interesting things. So it was myself, Kathy, and her husband, Tony, my buddy Tony. Uh, and first of all, Kathy, before we start, just what is your, Kathy's a native Floridian like myself, what was your first food memory at Disney that you can, that you can speak of, that you recall, or your first memory in general, I guess? My first food memory at Disney will always be the Disney Ears ice cream. That was always my favorite thing as a kid. Those are so good. Um, I ate like three of them that when we did the after hours, which we will also talk about on another podcast. Um, but yes, I mean, you know that they have them out at Publix too, right? I saw. And they're identical. But are, are they? Are they? They are identical. I've tasted them. They are identical. It's eight bucks for six of them, so it's expensive. It's Publix expensive. But it's not expensive in regards to the fact that you pay like four for one of the theme parks. So reasonable. Like the chocolate is thick? And it's like semi-dark. Because uh, that is yeah, not yeah. milk chocolate. It no. is that semi-dark chocolate. So they are very spot on. Like I had one recently and I was like, oh my God. But Jose's trying to behave when he's not at Disney. So I don't need to bring Disney home with me like that um, right now. Uh, so uh, beautiful. The ice cream bars are great. Uh, so... One of the things we signed up for was this Royal Tea Tour, a Royal Tea Garden Tour at Epcot. Um, it's offered during Flower and Garden Festival. Uh, it's offered yearly. This is definitely not the first year that they were doing it uh, at the UK Pavilion. Um, and so what were your initial thoughts when I first proposed that we do this tea tour uh, the Friday morning that we were at Epcot? I was very, very skeptical because I am a coffee drinker. Dark coffee all day, every day. I don't drink tea ever. I have never developed a taste for tea. So 
initially I thought, okay, fine, let's do it because Jose's suggesting it. Um, and all things Disney, we listen to whatever you say. But I was very skeptical. I didn't think I would like any of it. But I think overall, I'm, I'm very glad that we did it. So, you know, I'm a coffee drinker as well. So I, I understand the, the thought process of, uh, you know, tea. But like with anything Disney, you know, you have to have that mentality of, oh, let's try it. You know, obviously it's popular enough that they, they, they do a tour of it. So... Um, so we'll, we'll go through the details of the tour and, uh, and, you know, uh, we'll gauge our reactions as we went through each aspect of it. So to start, uh, check-in was between 9.15 and 9.30. This was on a Friday. It's only offered, um, certain days of the week during Flower and Garden. Mm -hmm. We did ours on a Friday morning. We drove up Thursday night, uh did the after-hours event, and then woke up early to have tea. I don't know if that's the smartest way to go, but it's what we ended up doing. So uh, check-in was at, uh, like I said, before 9.30. We reported to the Rose and Crown Pub in yeah. United Kingdom. Yeah, they gave us, I believe, some lanyards, uh, the VIP tour, and they just rounded everyone up there before they walked us across to the, what's it called? The tea caddy area. The tea caddy area. So the tea garden is is behind the tea caddy, which if you've ever seen it, um, it kind of looks like a tea kettle. It has twinings on the front because twinings is a sponsor, um, and that's where they sell all the all the tea and and tea kettles and all that stuff in in United Kingdom. So um, for the tour, uh, they give us two tour guides. God bless me, I don't remember either of their names. Uh, but they were both British, as are most of the folks working in the UK pavilion, like anywhere else in Epcot. If you've been, you know that they, um, they hire folks from the respective country to work there for a year. Um, so there was a young lady who did most of the talking on the tour, and then there was a gentleman who basically seconded her. Uh, he helped corral. Yeah, he was uh, escorting us. The yeah, he helped yeah. corral the tour group, uh, made sure nobody got lost, and also kept folks that aren't doing the tour um, from coming through the group or interfering and all that. So uh, super organized, always before moving, she would, you know, they let each other know. Um, she did not have a mic. Normally, I guess she did would have a mic, but that day she did not have a microphone. Or maybe, I think actually, I do remember reading somebody uh, said something about her not having a microphone and it being hard to hear her without the mic, but... I think it, it, it was, was fine. It was fine. I know that some tours in Disney, they, they, they give the guests headsets and stuff, but I think right. like the area was small enough, and she projected enough that it wasn't necessary. Yes. Yeah, she was super clear, very nice uh, young lady, uh, easy to understand. Uh, so we followed her to the tea garden from the UK. They walked us across from Rosen Crown to where the tea garden, if you can picture it. And uh, your first thoughts upon seeing the garden, because I don't think it usually looks like that year-round. I think they do it, uh, they set it up the way they do for flower and garden, um, with the planters okay. looking like teacups, and I think normally there's just random plants in that area. It's not They're not labeled, because now, even if you weren't doing the tour and you walked around now during flower and garden, you could see the different plants, because they have them labeled as to the different types of teas that are planted there. Yeah. They, they have it, so even if you don't do the tour, the tea garden is there for public uh, use or, or for you to go through. Uh, the only time it wouldn't be available is while we're on the tour or while other people are on the tour. They kind of keep it secluded for just the folks on the tour, but that's 
Uh, honestly, that's before the World Showcase even opens, so honestly, you, I don't think it would even matter. But during regular hours, you can go through and look at the tees and everything is labeled. You just wouldn't have the experience of having a tour guide explain everything to you. Um, but again, um, normally I think this area just serves as like, like normal landscaping, but during Flower and Garden, they put in planters that look like teacups and you have the twinings, descriptions of all the different teas. Uh, so it's a little bit more intricate than usual um, while this is going on. So she started, she started us off right next to the, right next to the tea caddy, like we were standing behind it. And she introduced us to the tea plant, which, you know, she explained all teas are basically derived from one generalized plant. And she showed us a, 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 an example of, I believe it was a black tea uh, leaf. Okay, so when they were showing us the, the tea plants, um, she explained how all tea comes from this plant called the Camellia sinensis. And it's a green plant and it's a green leaf, and I wouldn't know it, how to differentiate it from any other <laughs> Pretty much, <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't recognize it either, but everything is like a crossbreed or stems from that one plant. So if it's tea, true tea, as we learned what the differences are, it comes from that. So she also mentioned, you know, herbal teas, and herbal teas aren't really teas. Sorry to break it to you for anyone who's an herbal tea drinker, but herbal teas are, do not come from that plant. Um, she said that a better phrase would be infused herbs, but realistically, uh, again, it's not real tea. Uh, it does not have caffeine, which mm -hmm. if it's tea, it has to have caffeine in it because that plant has caffeine in it. Yeah, she explained the amount of tea that they actually drink over there in the UK, which was something ridiculous. I mean, I like four, five, six cups of tea a day per yeah. person. Yeah, in comparison, it was at least four or five more per day than an American on average has. Coffee. Yeah, or, 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 or tea for that matter. Like very little in comparison. And again, I do, I like iced tea, which she was... She, man, she asked who, who drinks iced tea and, you know, most of the group raised their hands and she was mortified because that's almost blasphemous, I think, for them. But again, um, she did say how she likes to leave her tea made and steeping and even after it's cooled, she'll still drink it. So it's almost like she's drinking iced tea. She just, she was being slightly snooty about it. But That was actually one of the things that... Um they talked a lot about was the time of steeping on the different types of teas and it depends on how long maybe you think that just by steeping it a little bit longer you're going to get a stronger flavor and that's not necessarily what happens apparently it just gives us a makes it more bitter depending on the tea yeah she said it, it will it will uh, almost ruin it depending on what you are uh what you're steeping but she also mentioned the fact that I lost my train of thought. Then we should use a kettle. Always use a kettle. Oh, that, that's exactly what I was yeah. thinking of, was uh, do not microwave water. She, she says she's seen co-workers and roommates uh, boil their water in the microwave and, and again, mortified. It, they, I, again, I have not, I haven't tasted the difference myself. I'm going to have to try that one day. I don't really know what that does. Like, does the water not boil evenly, I guess, is what it is, so that when you put the tea bag inside of it it doesn't steep, steep properly it? yeah uh, i don't know but man every 
single person that I've asked about this is in agreement that uh, microwave is not the way to go. Get a Either get a kettle or, at the worst, uh, a saucepan, you and know, boil and water. boil the water on the stovetop. Do not use the microwave. I cannot emphasize enough what a hard time they gave us about this. They actually began the process um, explaining to us what a tea master was. Is that what they're called? Tea, master, yeah. tea masters. And apparently there are very few of these individuals in the world. Almost like a sommelier. Like they're just masters in tea versus wine. Uh, but they they have a refined palate. And these guys are the ones that breed, you know, cross-pollinate the teas and... And create these new flavors and make sure that the existing flavors are perfect when they, when they get ready to distribute. Yeah. They also explained, the, before they got into different types of teas, they explained the process of picking the leaves and drying them. And I guess that's where, how, they get, how you get the different types of teas, depending on what you do with the actual leaf. Right. And she spoke about the Twining Shop. Again, Twinings is the company that sponsors this whole area and this tour. And she talked about how the original twining shop that opened in the 1800s is still open on the same street in England. And it's still, it's the same shop. Like, uh, back then, I guess the shops were uh, a long corridor versus... Very narrow. Yeah, versus being like an, a storefront, what you would see here. So, uh, if you stood in the middle of the, of the storefront, or if you store, stood in the middle of the store, you could almost touch both sides of the walls it's that narrow it is literally a corridor but that shop still is open and they have she made it seem like hundreds of flavors of tea and it's very overwhelming like walking in there what you can get i mean you know absurd flavors like you know bubblegum tea and i forgot what else she said but i i could picture it i mean we we do so much with other things that of course they're going to experiment and do that but it was interesting that the same exact tea front where it all started is still open uh, in the original town. So after the initial introduction to the tea plant itself, she started walking us through the garden. And again, the setup is really nice. It's pretty. They got a bunch of flowers that I think are unrelated to the teas to make it aesthetically pleasing. But the planters and the decoration, very British, very Alice in Wonderland almost. Uh, and, it was you know, very like Mad Hatter tea party. Yeah, super colorful. And she introduces us to a couple of other ones, um, Earl Grey being, you know, one of, I guess, the, one of the most famous ones that, that we do drink here. I see that one a lot on menus when um, hot tea is offered. Uh, we also were shown um, English breakfast, which is the staple of afternoon tea, I guess, or, or tea in general. It's the one that they drink the most in England. Apparently one of the varieties, I guess, that's, that Twining's house is Lady Grey, which is a play off of the original Earl Grey. And then they walked us over to some herbal teas as well. Um, I know that they described that they have some mixes with turmeric, um, different mixes um, for different ailments, like for your stomach, if you have a cold. Um, actually, they did show us some for cold iced teas, if I'm not mistaken. Some berry, it was a berry mix. They did have one that is specifically for, for iced tea. And again, you know, she was she was knocking us a little bit for the iced tea. But if, if you like tea, it really doesn't matter. I love iced tea. I, I have been drinking it a lot, especially with my, um, with my uh, weight loss uh, regimen. 
Uh, I drink a lot of unsweetened tea, and uh, so it, I can't make hot tea all the time at work. It has to be iced. So um, she was, again, not understating the fact that as Americans, we drink a lot of iced tea, but uh, it's a it's a little different for them, you know. They're 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 used to their their hot tea. She also talked about how we have this vision of of tea time in England, and it's not it's not how we perceive it. It's not like everything stops going at four o'clock for them to have their tea. Uh, it is very traditional. I think it's almost like a touristy thing at this point. Like if we go. Uh, to England and we have tea time it's more for us than for them I think everybody just has their cup throughout the day and yeah it seems like they just drink it around the clock over there it's yeah. not as specific like us with coffee um, you know restaurants will do it but uh, she made it seem again like it's more of a, of a touristy thing uh, it's not like <laughs> like uh, for example I'm a Spaniard and in Spain you know a lot of places close down in the afternoon that is specifically because a siesta is pretty much done by almost everybody, and so a lot of people wouldn't. Um, it, it would it would be it wouldn't be fruitful for them to be open because a lot of folks are either napping or, or taking their rest from their from their morning or day's uh, labor. But again, with with this, uh, she explained that. But it's not to take away from the fact that they drink tea like crazy over there all the time. Um, she also discussed that there at Disney they spell they sell special blends that are unique to Disney. Yes, you won't be able to get them in stores. Uh, you can only get them here at at on Disney property or in the Twining Shop in England. Like, and if that's I'm it. if I'm not mistaken, I believe those boxes had a gold star or gold emblem sticker something on them. Yeah, well. That We'll talk about it when we when they take us into the twining shop. They they do a good job of explaining to you what's a what is a typical item that you can get just about anywhere, and certain items that are only sold there in the UK pavilion. Um, and right, there was a, they definitely had a quite a few uh, that are that are the ones that they use in England. Like it, it was probably imported from there, I would guess. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Um. So. They take us through this garden, this whole process, and again, it's a walking tour, but realistically, it's not a lot of walking. It's a very small amount of ground that you cover. It's a lot of standing. It, it's a lot of standing, because you walk a few feet, and they stop you at a planter, and they talk about it for a couple of minutes, and then you move on to the next one. So you are on your feet a lot, and that, I will give them that in the description. You will be on your feet. You definitely want to be wearing comfortable shoes, most definitely. Um, maybe a bottle of water, uh, if you, you know, if, uh, you need to hydrate during, because it was a sunny day that we were there. It wasn't hot. It was a cool weekend, but, um, especially on a hot day, you, you know, you're definitely exposed to the sun. There's no shade there. It's a garden. None. It, it, It is a garden. Exactly. There's not a lot of trees. Uh, so this whole process of going through the garden takes about 30, 35 minutes, at which point, they uh, they bring you back into the Rosen Crown, uh, the pub across the way, and now you get to the fun part. I mean, it was all fun, but you get to the part that I was looking forward to, where they feed you, and so you are given a variety of teas that you get to choose one from. Like so, the, most of the teas that they spoke about are in this uh, nice tea box setup. They've got the hot water ready for you to steep your tea, and you're also given. Uh, scones with 
assorted uh, accoutrement, you know, the things that you would normally put on there uh, in a traditional tea and scones setup. Yeah, it's in a boxed lunch, like a little boxed lunch format, so you don't get to have your pick of how many scones you want. It's two per person, right. a little plastic box with some jelly and some clotted cream. Clotted cream. Holy Moses, let me tell you, if you have not experienced clotted cream when you have it, you will want to know how you can get it locally. Um, I don't I don't recall what she, you know, the, the description she gave uh, was basically when they're making milk and the fat rises to the top, they scrape the fat off, and that's what they use to make the clotted cream. Yeah. So it is milk-based. If you're prone to dairy, this is not for you. Anybody else who can have dairy, oh my God, you would not go back to cream cheese ever again. Um, all the bad stuff that's good, that tastes good, but it's terrible for you. That is what that is. It's like a buttery, it's like a buttery cream cheese. I, mean, I don't know what, I don't know how else. It has the consistency. It's a little thicker than whipped cream. It's like a whipped so you can, cream cheese consistency. Yeah, you can spread it very easily. They did it with some jam. And so they give you two scones. One is a plain scone and the other one had... I think it was a cranberry... Cranberry raisin or something like that. Um... Decent sized scones. I mean, this was a, a this was this will be enough for breakfast for a lot of people. Um, w w Tony, myself, and Kathy were big eaters. It was a nice prelude to the rest of the day for the park. Yeah. But I'm telling you, most people that I've been out with, uh, when I see them have breakfast, this will fill them up because it was. Yeah, like had we been at Magic Kingdom and not at Epcot for a food tour. We would have had that for breakfast, and we could have walked around for quite some time before having another snack. Let's put it that way. Yeah, it was. It was. There were sizable scones. One was in this, the plain one was very big. The other one was a was a was more typical scone that I've seen before. But the plain one was was rather large. It was the size of almost a bagel, maybe a little bit smaller than a regular bagel. And then the other one was maybe smaller than a regular bagel. So, um, they set you up. You go to the table. You pick a tea. Uh, and like Kathy said, it's it's not an all-you-can-eat deal. They they have one box set up for each person that is going there, and the cups were pretty much counted as well. So you choose your tea. In my case, I chose the honey and vanilla English breakfast tea, uh, which was very good. I mean, it paired really nicely with the scones and the, and the jelly. Uh, she talked about whether you put the clotted cream on first or the jelly. Uh, I think if you're not a savage, you probably do the <laughs> clotted cream first and then the jelly on top. But they actually, they were from, both of them, they were from different parts um, of the UK. So they each, he said, I think you did the cream first and then the jelly, or and she said the jelly and then the cream. I think it's really however, it's whatever however, your personal preference is. It's however you like it. It, it definitely is subject to where you're from, apparently, in the UK. Uh, I just, that's the way I eat a bagel, is I do cream, cream cheese, cheese first and then jelly. It just makes more sense to me. I, I think you're crazy if you do it the other way. But, hey, the thing that you need to remember is you want to put the clotted cream on there because it is ridiculous. I can't understate how good this stuff is. I've done searches on Amazon for it. I'm trying to look for it locally first before I buy it on Amazon because I don't want to... I, I don't want it to arrive, you know, a mess or something because of the shipping. But um, I, I'm telling you, if you haven't had it before, you will enjoy it. And if you've had it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. 
So we have it, and by the way, we're eating this uh, on the terrace behind the Rosen Crown. So you have this great view. It's a beautiful morning. You have a great view of the, the lake. lake that's in inside uh, World Showcase. You know, uh, you can talk to some of the other folks on the tour. Everyone was very friendly. A lot of different people on the tour. It was very nice. Uh, we obviously talked about our breakfast experience. And then once you're done, um, this is around 10.45 in the morning now. So this has been going, you've been on this deal for about an hour and 15 at this point. They walk you over to, uh, to uh, the Twinings, the tea caddy shop. And there you turn in your lanyard. And when you turn in your lanyard, this is where they allow you into the tea caddy before it opens. Because World Showcase opens at 11 o'clock. Um, you know, the rest of the park opens at 9 but World Showcase doesn't really open their stores and their kiosks and all that until 11. So they let you in 15 minutes before so you can shop on your own with just a tour group. And again, the young lady who was on our tour works in the tea caddy. She was ringing us up, and we got to ask her a few more questions specifically about the different things that we were buying. And this is where Kathy said earlier, uh, their expertise uh, is appreciated because... They, they, they can tell you, you know, what's available at most stores. I bought mine. Uh, I bought a box of the same one that I tried, which was the English breakfast with honey and vanilla. That one you can get here. But there were a couple that you can only get in the U.K. You guys bought a couple of boxes. I don't know if they were I think, from. I think we bought, we did, a, we did an herbal blend um, for, like, colds to help your, boost your immune system. And I, I think we did, we bought this English breakfast as well. Um, but as you walked in to the shop, they were handing out little packets with a couple of different um, types of tea for you to try at home. I would say that one negative for myself was that I wanted to try more than just one type of tea during the, the breakfast. Um, I had my, I believe I sampled the Earl Grey and then I went to go get another one and that was it because that's what they said. They had, it was one cup per person and then I actually had, I was a little embarrassed because I thought they still had the tea laid out and I thought, okay, well, we can take these samples and I can try it at home. And one of the uh, cast members that saw me, I grabbed like two little bags of tea. He said, no, no, you can't take those. We'll give you some as we walk into the shop. So I had to put them back and then they gave us a couple samples as we walked in. Yeah, and I'm in agreement. If we had been able to try more than one, that would have been good because you, um, you would be able to, again, select from, they have so many teas in that shop. Uh, but I, and I went ahead and bought the one that I tried because I really did like it. I, I, I like hot tea in general. I'm, I drink a lot of green tea, especially when I go to Asian, Asian restaurants. I like to have green tea after dinner to, to settle my stomach. Uh, but this this English breakfast with honey and vanilla was very good. So, uh, you know, we go through there. By the way, they have clotted cream fudge, which I did not purchase, but perhaps for a future <laughs> purchase, I will be getting that. They have other they have other assorted things that would be excellent with tea, cookies, and chocolates, and things that are yeah, that are UK sugar specific. Sugar sticks and honey sticks and ridiculous. I mean, and great you know souvenirs. Um, a lot of, of fo anybody who likes mugs and you know who likes to have their tea, amazing gifts. Very pretty mugs, very pretty setup for for um, tea cozies and all everything you could want. It's a great store and it's nice to be in there when it's not overrun by people because, again, like a lot of things in Disney, I've been in that store when it's packed 
and I just refuse and I walk out. So it was nice to just be in there with 10 people and not go crazy. So the tour itself was, it was less than 20 of us, I would say, yeah. right? I think they cap them probably at 20. Uh, they do cap them because another friend of ours was going to try to do the tour, but they had already sold out. So keep that in mind. You want to book it sooner than later. And so all this, this whole little adventure was $20. And I think uh, Tony and Kathy would both agree that 20 bucks was more than reasonable for what you got yeah, in the experience. Definitely. Most definitely. I mean, I it was amazing. It was an hour experience with the tour, the food itself. I mean, you would easily pay ten bucks for for a hot tea and scones at Starbucks. So, to pay twenty for this guided tour, where you can ask questions and they really you learn something and and you can appreciate this setup uh, better. For twenty dollars, you're having tea and scones in the back of the Rosen Crown, overlooking. Um, the, inner, the lake inside uh, World Showcase, it was pretty cool. I, I thought that was definitely the price point was there. I would recommend it to anyone. There weren't any, I don't believe there were any kids on the tour. This would be a little boring for probably anyone un, that's not a teenager at least or older. Yeah, I would not recommend it for any toddlers or any small kids. No, nobody with anybody that's not in double digits. And even then... I, unless your kids are in, you know, are already in middle school or even high school, this is not going to be a tour that they're going to appreciate. Uh, definitely an older crowd set, but again, super fun. Everybody, what we learned doing these tours is everybody is super friendly. Obviously, everybody's a Disney fan and they want to have an experience. So, uh, recommendation: do it. Uh, I think Flower and Garden is almost done if it isn't already done. So you might not be able to do it by the time of this posting but for next year i'm very positive uh disney will be bringing this back uh again this wasn't the first year doing it uh, i'm sorry i couldn't get it out to you sooner but most definitely is something you want to consider i want to thank kathy for sitting with me you're welcome on our on the first official um podcast for me here thank you so much for listening today i hope we have kept you at least a little bit entertained this is the part where I tell you where you can find me online. You can follow my blog on Facebook called Disney Foodie, two words, and foodie is spelled F-O-O-D-I-E. On Instagram, you can follow me at Walt Disney World Foodie, all one word, again, foodie spelled F-O-O-D-I-E. I have to say, it's been a lot of fun putting this together. Once again, thank you so much uh, to Kathy for doing this show with me. If you guys found this at all informative and entertaining, please share the link to the podcast and follow me on social media. Once again, thank you, and I'll see you guys real soon.